Connecting indigenous musicians and artists. Connecting indigenous musicians and artists to the world. Welcome to Indigenous Superstars with your host, Rhonda Head. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show this evening. I'm really happy that you're joining us, and I'm going to be interviewing my 58th guest tonight, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, I started interviewing awesome people from the Apollo Trail and from the fashion industry. I'm, I'm going to be interviewing people from the film industry and, of course, continue to interview uh, Indigenous musicians. So I'm really excited about that. And I just want to thank my stay-at-home Manitoba for um, giving me a grant to do the show, Indigenous Superstars. So I want to give them a, a shout-out. And I also want to give a shout-out to Kim Wheeler for um, gifting me these beautiful earrings. So I want to thank thank you, Kim, for, for gifting me these earrings. I love them. And to Shirley Matilton for her, for her feathers. Feathers Hair Artistry, thank, and she's based out of California. So thank you, Shirley, for the T-shirt and, and the uh, hair products. I, I love them. My hair looks great. <laughs> so thank you so much. So, yeah, with the grant, I, I bought myself a new computer, and I, I upgraded some of my mics for the show. So I'm, I'm really thankful, and I'm also working on a, uh, the money Also is also going to a website that I'm going to be launching pretty soon. So stay tuned for that. So uh, the show is also uh, a podcast. So um, when the show is over, we'll be I'll be downloading onto Buzzsprout to distribute to Apple Music and um, on iHeartRadio. So it's really exciting. Uh, my show is getting uh, a good... Um, just some good exposure and, and uh, not only not only the show but the the amazing artists that that I've I've uh, interviewed so far. So and if you want to see past shows, you can go and join my 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 YouTube channel. Just click on the on the YouTube and look for my name, and then you could subscribe. Or you can go onto the the Indigenous Superstars group page, and I posted the, the link there where you can subscribe to the channel. That way you can watch past shows and the current show live and future uh, future shows that, that I have coming up. So I have a really exciting guest tonight. Her name, um, she's well known in Apollo Trail, and a lot of people were, were pretty excited when I announced uh, my next guest, who is Irene Oaks, and she's a legend in the Apollo circle. And you know, when I when I um, advertised her her poster, it got over three thousand views. So it's, it's, I'm really excited, and uh, I also posted it on a social distance Apollo. I want to thank Whitney for uh, for supporting the indigenous artists and for allowing me to share. Um, the the show on on uh, social distance Powell page. So shout out to to Whitney and all their all their team. So I want to, without further ado, I'm going to bring on my awesome guest this evening, Irene Oaks. Hey, how's it going? Hi, Tanser. Mana teo pinamaga. Um, I am 
I guess I'll introduce myself in Cree. Asunio Squell, Esiga Sun, Niganit, Otsinia. I am um, really honored and I thank you for your patience because I'm with my uh, cousin Marie Stanley. Yay, Marie, say hi. Um, we're working with um, some young ladies in our community of Niganit, and so we're working with the horse program. And we were at a um, riding uh, stables right now. So I have to run out of there. It's a good thing Marie has a house here in the town of Maple Creek because we raced up and down the deserted streets of Maple Creek and came to our house and set up here. So thanks, Marie. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Thanks, Marie, for bringing her into her interview. <laughs> We're playing with the lighting all this time, trying to figure out what was the best lighting. So I think we got it covered now. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. It looks great. <laughs> so I, I'm just going to let the audience know that you're a champion ladies fancy dancer. And you've been on the Pau Trail for many years. And uh, you're you're well known throughout the Pau Trail. And uh, a lot of people call you a legend in, in, uh, in the dance arena and I think you're one too like I, I love to watch you dance when you dance and and uh you have your own beautiful style and I just want to let the the audience tuning in to know a little bit about you so um, I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions um so what inspired you or what what how did you get into into dancing and and the Powell trail um well, I'm from Niganit, which is in the southwest corner of Saskatchewan. It's a really isolated community, and we, um, we're we so blessed, I guess, that we still have all of our ceremonies and we have the language. But Powell was never a part of um, our community as when I was growing up. We're very small in numbers. Right now, in 2021, I think we have a population of about 550 people. We have about 200 on reserve, so... Um, the community has persevered, persevered and, and we've remain, remained really strong within our ceremonies. But it's, uh, we're in rodeo country. Everybody um, uh, drives a big truck. Everybody has horses. And so I grew up around horses. And as I just mentioned at the beginning, we're, we're, um, the elders' teachings have brought about um, uh, bringing back the, the power of the horse. But... Um, we always had parades here and my, my late Gokum, Mary Francis, um, would, uh, rig me up some nice little cute little buckskin dresses. So I, I always wanted to do that. I always wanted to be a, a dancer, but I didn't know, uh, way back then that there was powwows and I didn't even know that there was other First Nations people anywhere because we were so isolated. We didn't have roads, I don't think, into our community till about the 19, late 1970s. So when you think of isolation in southern Saskatchewan, you think of Niganit. But um, I, um, I started dancing uh, when the buckskin dancers when there were dancers with um, my, my cousin, Charlotte Wolfchild from Rocky Boy, who was probably one of the original um, fancy dancers because I spent some time learning about the, um, the different styles throughout the years. And I was really blessed and fortunate to, to learn the different types of reasons why my <clears throat> role models danced 
And when Charlotte came up here to Saskatchewan, she lived in Rocky Boy, and her mother would um, travel around with her, and she danced with a buckskin dress, and she had a blue buckskin top. <clears throat> and um, she started doing the, a little bit of the toe tapping. And I used to watch her, and I didn't have anything to wear. And I would think, man, I want to be, I want to dance like that. And so my mom got me um, a brown buckskin dre dress, and it had white beadwork. <clears throat> so I went to my first powwow at, um, uh, where was that? Regina Beach. There was a little powwow that they had there. It was way back in the 1970s. And so I, I danced. I, I kind of followed um, Charlotte's style and started doing the toe tapping. And then I met my um, my children's father then, uh, Christy and Terrence's dad. And they're Apollo family. So I started dancing a little bit more, but um, I had my two kids. So I was um, overweight and stuff. And then I had my son, Terrence, in 1975. And I had a young sister named Valerie. And um, um, she was the the ultimate young lady that um, you would look at and you would see grace and you would see love and you would see um, just kindness. I guess the word that I, when I think of her is Kusewatsuan, uh, you know, she had, she lived the kindness and we lost her in 1975 to leukemia. And before she got sick, she always told me, she said, Irene, I wanna I wanna be a fancy dancer. So my mom made her a little buckskin dress and at that time she was going through chemotherapy and she ended up losing all her hair and but we still would get her a little down dancing and she would um, wear a wig and she would go out and dance and she just loved to dance. But we lost her on December eighth, nineteen seventy five. So of course, you know, with trauma and with uh, the loss of of somebody that's really precious to you, I um, we all turn to ways to handle, we all turn to different ways to handle our grief. So um, I turned to um, using alcohol and did that for a while. And then one night um, I um, had had Christy by then. Christy was born in 1978 and um, Valerie came to me. So I was sleeping in my bed and she was sitting at the edge of my bed and she, she had her old buckskin dress on and she was talking to me and she said, why are you doing this? I wanted to dance. Why aren't you dancing? I wanted to dance and why aren't you dancing? That's all she kept. She didn't look at me. She just, she just kept saying that. And I woke up and I thought, okay, I'm going to dance. I'm going to dance and I'm going to dance really hard. And I'm going to dance for you, Valerie. So I did. I started dancing. I quit the, that lifestyle and I started training. I went to my late dad and my mother, my late dad, Gordon, went to my mom and um, uh, talked about how I wanted to dance. So I started, I, you know, I was still overweight and stuff. And I went to United Tribes and I watched Patsy Hall and um, Bonnie Deer Claremont. There's Bonnie Deer then. She's Bonnie Claremont now from Minnesota. And they got into a tie and I was just mesmerized. And I just thought, man, I want to dance like that. 
I want to be just like that, and I want to dance because they bring so much grace, so much beauty to that dance arena. And that was United Tribes. So I, I went home, and I remember, I don't know if Damon Brady remembers this, but Damon Brady is from Newtown, North Dakota. And he, um, I told him, I said, I want, I want to be a, I want to dance really, really hard. I want to dance because I want to dance for my sister. And he said, you know what? You need to bring Irene into that circle. You got to bring that bounce. You know, ladies are, are um, dancing close to the ground. Looks nice. He said, but bring a bounce, bring a little bounce into it. And I said, okay, how am I going to do that? And he said, just bounce. Fine, get a little trampoline or something. Just bounce. So I did. I started training, started eating right, went to a fitness place, and they put me on a diet and stuff. And I followed it religiously, and I started bouncing. I danced on this um, little bouncing trampoline. We lived in Regina and trained all that winter. And I, um, <clears throat> uh, World Assembly of First Nations was coming up. So I got my mom to help me be a red red outfit and um, first time I ever beaded it, and we started beat, beating it. My mom made the moccasins, got some shawls, and I trained. And I thought, okay, I gotta, I gotta learn these songs. So we had these, we had big ghetto blasters back then, and of course, you know, carrying this around, and and I just keep on dancing because they had tricky songs back then. We had um, all those different songs, and of course, I liked the Mandarin style, so I practiced to them. And World Assembly First Nations Powwow, I believe it was 1982 or 83. And um, it was four days. It was the biggest powwow I'd ever seen. There was over a thousand dancers. We had the first time I ever heard Oklahoma style singing. First time I um, I met uh, beautiful people uh, with that Southern style. I met Joe Bointy there. And on the last night, um, late Lillian Good Eagle and I tied. I remember that tie and I was just shaking in my boots and my moccasins just about ready to cry and we tied off. And actually I had met Lillian. Uh, she was with um, her and Ronnie came up with uh, Winona and Nami. And they were just little girls and Terrence and Christy were young too and um, um, got to visit with her and got to meet with her. And we, here we ended up tying. And... Um, Ever since then, I never looked back. I, I just always, every single time I would dance, I would think of my sister because I would say, I'm dancing for you. So that's why I still dance. I, um, she keeps me going. She keeps me motivated. She keeps me on that track that I need to. And I pass those on to my kids, all of my kids, Terrence, Christy, Mallory and Lorin. Um, so when, you know, it's such a long story and I know you said, oh my goodness, you know, that uh, I, I was saying, how long is the interview? 30 minutes. And I said, okay, I'll be done in 30 minutes. But I really want to share the story and share why it is I dance. And it's because she keeps me going and she's always around me. I could feel her. Thank you for sharing that. And sorry for <laughs> your sister. Um, where was where was that powwow that you were talking about? That that big powwow. Where what um, city it was called Kanukama Beach, but it's Regina Beach, and it's just north of uh, Regina, Saskatchewan. And there were, it was it was huge. Um, people will probably talk about it. Uh, biggest powwow I've ever seen. We had um, 
tribes from all over the world. We have the Sami from, where are they from? Uh, Finland. Norway. We had Norway. Norway or somewhere. And we had or the UK. Africans. Yeah. We had the New Zealanders. Um, everyone and every every tribe you could possibly think of was there. Um, be great if they could do something like that again because it was it was unbelievable. That's awesome. Yeah, something to, for me to think about. that's right. <laughs> so Karen Pheasant said, "Wow, I love this story. <laughs> the story that you just shared." So, do you do your own beadwork? Yeah, I actually started beading then in 1983. My mom always, you know, would help me out. And she said, no, now that you're, you've got your own children, you've got to start beading for them. So I beaded the majority of my outfits. I've had other people come and help me um, bead them throughout the years as I got further in my education career. Had an outfit one year from Marianne. Um, had an outfit from... Um, Melinda Goodwill, um, who else has me, beaded me outfits? I'll probably remember more. Um, but yeah, I've had different people help me, um, um, create my outfits and I cherish them. Sometimes I'll pass them on to somebody, um, because the girls, as they're dancing, they, they'd rather, um, have their own, I guess. <laughs> right. So, so can you tell us? Uh, a little bit about your um, your your workout routine to prepare to dance. Um, back when I was in my thirties and forties, um, I ran all the time. Ran all the time uh, it was something that I think was ingrained in me from high school. I really was into sports, but I I loved running, so I ran constantly. And then I started going to cross training. As I've gotten older and I'm in the golden age now, I will, um, and I've had lots of breaks. I've broken my ankle twice, broken my foot probably about five times. Um, I've had to look at different ways of getting back into shape. So I'll do um, walking for a long time. I'll do some sprints. Um, I'll do stairs. We used to do the stairs quite a bit when I worked at the University of Saskatchewan. They have a 13 13-story building there, so lots of lots of power dancers from Saskatoon will go and train there. But the stairs are really good to train out. Sometimes I'll I'll take a class, let's say at the U of S, and there's some um, power training or something. Just different things because you get bored. But I have to do it if I want to keep on dancing, and I plan on keeping on dancing until whenever I can't 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 walk anymore. I guess. <laughs> That's awesome. Your daughter, Lauren, Lauren Oak said, hi, mom. Hi. <laughs> so, so you've been to many, many contest powwows right across uh, Turtle Island, right through Canada, United States. How do you prepare for a contest when you're like right before or the day of or a few hours? Like, How do you prepare mentally and physically? Um. If it's if it's a it doesn't matter what kind of a pow it is I I have to eat a breakfast and I'll try to eat something that's um, not going to get me nauseated like a toast and banana or something and um, 
just mentally prepare myself. Okay, looking at the drums, which drums are here, which drums do I think I'm going to get? And I'll, what I'll do is I, I'll dance the intertribals um, just to make sure I get the feel of the drum, make sure I understand kind of their beats. Um, I think it's important that you dance the intertribals because that's when you can, it brings you a lot of um, connection to that drum. Um, because every drum has a different drum beat. You know, there's the, the Mandarin style with their peppy beat where you can probably dance forever. And then there's the ones that are more, um, they do the word songs. So you kind of have to follow the words too and figure them out in your mind. So you you stop on time to the words. And if it's Cree, then it's pretty easy because you understand the Cree words, right? So um, intertribaling really helps me a lot. Oh, and then I... Because of my injuries with my right side, I've, you know, like I said, I broke my ankle. I really have to stretch a lot before before I dance. So how do you prepare mentally and, and spiritually? I smudge. I smudge before I go uh, to the powwow. I um, um, pray with my sage before I put my outfit on. If I can't um, light the smudge, then I'll do that at home. Um, and just keep thinking that, okay, Valerie, let's go do this. And I get out there and I dance with Valerie. That's awesome. So with that, I'm going to show a video of, of you dancing. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> it's a great video. <laughs> People could see the style of dancing that you do and how hard you dance. So that was you dancing. That was so awesome. <laughs> dancing with a young lady that was probably 40 years younger. Wow. And you're just keeping right up with her or faster than her. My sister Janet says, hi, Irene. Love watching you dance. And hi, she, wow. Oh, yeah, Janet. She said, hi, Janet. <laughs> so me and my sister were, were, uh, your ears must have been ringing to, or the other day, yesterday, because we were uh, talking about that I was going to be interviewing you. And, and she was really excited that that uh, she was going to watch the show tonight. And she talked about how you spin around really fast. 
And I'm like, yeah, she spins around like a figure skater. <laughs> you just spin like really fast. Like, how do you, how do you do that? I have to take my glasses off because I can't see anything without my glasses. <laughs> I don't get the balance. <laughs> you, so you don't get dizzy? <laughs> nope. If I put That's my glasses cool. on, I'll get dizzy. I'll probably fall over. <laughs> But yeah, uh, your footwork is so amazing and you're so fast that like, um, Damon Brady told you to bounce, right? And and you took his advice, like you just dance really hard and and you're bouncing around and keeping it up keeping up with those young ladies. <laughs> keeping one of, one them the on things, your on their toes. <laughs> one of the things that um uh Mandarin singers late Bill Baker always told me, he said, Whatever you do on one side, always do on the other side. That that way you're you're keeping that balance. So I've always tried to do that, making sure that I try to do whatever I do on one side that I do on the other. And the, the advice that I always give to my daughter Lorraine as well. That's awesome. Yeah, Lorraine's a very good dancer too. We'll <laughs> be interviewing her in the future, so hopefully you're watching. <laughs> so um, can you tell us some of your memor memorable powers you traveled to? Wow, geez, I don't even know where I would start with that. Um, well, of course, the World Assembly of First Nations um, was probably my first big powwow. I like the Skemetsin days. Um, they had some really awesome uh, dancing there. Um, it was good to, it was great to be able to compete against the best of the best and just give your best throughout the powwow. I also like that one powwow that you guys, a couple of powwows at the powwow, remember? When you guys had that Calcutta? Oh, yeah, that was in 81. That, that was, was fun. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Everybody got to bid on you like you were um, uh, a bull rider or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you all of you got auctioned off. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then that snake dance too, right? Mm -hmm. we, yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was, and then that big forty nine out at the Fisher Island, <laughs> where the sun never went down, or the moon, or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I remember uh, uh, that drum group Red Lake said one of the guys took over, and they said they would drive till the sun went down, and he kept driving and driving till eleven at night. <laughs> a lot of good stories came out from that Paulo. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to share a little bit about um some of my mentors. I um I think I've I've been fortunate to um watch the different the different trends of fancy shawl. Like I said, I started off watching my cousin Charlotte Wolfchild with her buckskin dress and um uh, the different the different trendsetters like if you go and it doesn't matter if you go to Saskatchewan, Alberta, North Dakota, uh, South Dakota, there's always some trendsetters. And um, um, it really is something that we should be sharing with our younger people, that there is people from the 1960s into the 70s who have changed fancy shawl to the level to where it's at today. And one of the, the a couple of them that really stand out for me is um, late Gladys Jefferson. 
and her sister. Uh, they brought they brought that fancy dance uh, competitive um, mode into um, into that fancy dance circle, as well as Grace. Her many horses um, brought her own unique style of of that gracefulness of of um, and her arm movements. But I guess one of the the biggest things I wanted to mention is is the um, again I, I'll I'll say that word to say Watsuin. That's the principles of living a good life. I think that's so important to share with our young ladies, any dancer or shawl dancers is, is that concept of living that good life, always um, thinking with good thoughts, going in with a good heart. And, you know, when I think of Gladys, when I think of Bonnie Claremont, when I think of Patsy Hall, when I think of Grace, her many horses, when I think of even younger ones now, like Tung Chi, um, Candace Gadbois, um, Simone Paskaman, my daughter, Lauren. And there's there's so many of them. Like right now, I could probably list about um, 100 of them. But there are these, these dancers who go in with that that sense of, of living the good life and looking at things from that positive light. I think that's, that's the most important thing, most important teaching that we could share with our young people is always looking at that with that, that good, good sense of, of even, even with all the challenges that we have, you know, that sometimes there's, there might be some jealousies or maybe some bad thoughts, but still putting that aside and saying, I'm here to dance. I'm here because it gives me power, gives me strength. And it's something that I'm bringing my heart as well as my mind into, into this dance circle. And um, like I mentioned, we're, we're um, doing the horse program. And this, this one word that was shared with the young ladies in that circle to, tonight, and it's a Cree word, and, and it really stood out to me. And, that, and I guess that would be another thing that I would share with all shawl dancers is that whole concept of sukmam tuneta, sukmam tuneta. That means always have that strong mind so you could live a good life. I think that's really important because I, you know, as I'm getting older now, I look at things from and always talk to people that way, you know, like like the girls that I mentioned, the Josie Birds, um, all those all those young ladies that go in there with that positive mindset and just give it their all because this is what they're meant to do. And I remember doing a video, Timmy Shappy um, got a bunch of us to do a bit video about the women's fancy dance. And I can't remember who did it, but I think it's on YouTube now. And there was one quote in there I, I heard myself say, say say on that video, and it's, this is what makes me who I am, is dancing. Because it gives me that strong mind, and it gives me that 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 push to be able to live a good life in any way that I can. So... I don't want to get too philosophical, but I wanted to share that because I think it's really important that our young ladies that are going in that dance circle, that they that they always remember that we, we, we're in there. And especially with COVID times, right? Uh, we need to be able to support one another more. We need to be able to love one another more. We need to be able to care for one another more because 
times are so hard right now and we don't know what the future is going to bring but as long as you bring your strong mind into everything that you do and you look at yourself saying i'm going to live that good life is so important so I for hope. Sure. yep thank you sir for sharing your wisdom and your knowledge uh, denise lajmodier said tanse buju irene from north dakota nice so good to see you Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I, I just want to let people know that, that um dancing is really it, it's hard it's hard, right? You have to train really hard. It's not like you can just put on an outfit and go out there and dance. you have to train. It's just like when you're going for me, when I go go to a Palo and go watch the dancer, like they dance so hard and it's like watching Palo Olympics and it's so exciting and that energy that's left given off and and it's also healing too right it's such a, a beautiful way of life for a lot of a lot of us that, that follow the Apollo trail and and um part of the reason why i wanted to start interviewing that people in the Apollo trail is to share uh, our beautiful way of life with with everyone and you know to start documenting um legends like yourself so thank you for being part of the show <laughs> You are a legend. There's so many people love you and they want you know, your style of dance. And, you know, you you really do dance hard. And, and uh, you know, the energy that you, you you emanate to the people, we feel it. And thank you for that. Thank you for well, doing I that for us. I really yeah. want to thank you for um, thinking of me, Rhonda. You've always been a friend of mine. I've always looked up to you. Um, always loved the, you, you and your sister. You've always, um, you've always um, given me that support, just even when you come and give me a huge hug. But um, uh, my mentor, I always look, think of my mentor as my late dad. He always told me, and I guess this is what I'd like to end off with, is um, um, when you're in there, you know, everybody competes with one another. But it's so good to see young people when they give back into that circle. And I've seen so many of them, you know, where they... Um, will win a lot of money and they'll go give lots to the drum. And something that I've taught my kids that you have to give back. You can't walk out of there with all of that in your pocket because um, it's important that you share, share with other people because you just never know. You just never know what people are going through. And I, it really inspires me and inspires, makes my heart feel really good when I hear, hear and see young people doing that in that circle. So kudos to all of you. And Charmaine, wearing your shirt, yay! Thank you so much. I, it it really humbles me for you to think of me as a legend because I don't think of that. I see as my I see myself as somebody who just loves to dance, and there's a purpose for why I dance, and it's my little sister who keeps me going, and my children. My children are my um, strength. I'm so blessed that I've got beautiful um, children who. Um, our gifts. So, hi, hi, Nanaskumten. Um, we'll see you again, my beautiful sister. Hi, hi. Yeah, so we will see you. We will we'll see each other again for sure. Um, hopefully, on the Polo Trail real soon. I'm getting a new dress made, so I can't wait to uh, bring that out. And I'm sure, I'm sure, the, the, I'm sure the grand entry is going to be so colorful because everyone's working on their outfits now. <laughs> <laughs> and the singers are coming out with new songs so it's just going to be a real 
exciting powwow once, once we get to go and dance in the in that powwow arena again. <laughs> so I want to thank you again. For, <laughs> so I want to thank you again for for being my 58th guest, and uh, I'm really yes. proud that you're you're part of my show and. And it'll it's streaming live right now on face on not on Facebook on um, YouTube and I'll, and I'll share it on social distance Paolo and on my on my Facebook page. So thank All you right. again. Yeah. So remember. <laughs> so stay safe, stay healthy. Um, sanitize your hand. Wear your mask. Christy yes. Kingford said. <laughs> Hi, Grandma. This is Kelson. <laughs> Hi, Kelson. <laughs> That's awesome. So my next uh, guest on Thursday is is uh, awesome Jerry Serretta. So thank you so much for tuning in this evening. I hope you you had a good had a good uh, show. Some of you are commenting, so we'll tune in again next time on Thursday. Awesome. Take care, you guys. Bye. Tune in again next time when Rhonda interviews another up-and-coming Indigenous superstar. Only on Indigenous Superstar.